This episode of the Grind Hours Podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the number one app for selling and buying tickets. You can get great seats thanks to their state-of-the-art grading system, grading your, your seat on the price you pay, and the deal you get is based off of their grading system. The greener the seat, the better the deal. Use my offer code GRINDHOUR, that's code GRINDHOUR at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app to get $20 off your first purchase. That's SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app and code GRINDHOUR. Now enjoy the 100th episode of the Grind Hours podcast. Hello and welcome back to episode 100 of the Grind Hours podcast. That's right, we've reached 100 from 2014 in the play-by-play to spanning off to the Grind Hours podcast and the hard truth to SoundCloud to now. 100 podcasts. And let me just start off by saying this. Um, Here's what I have. And I'm not coming off as a Yankee apologist. Mm -hmm. I'm all on board with 15 out of 16 and the hype around this team. And the stuff that we're doing... We shouldn't be. We should be the Kansas City Royals right now. Mm-hmm. We sold all of our veterans away for prospects. We're not supposed to be this good yet. Yeah. The Giancarlo Stanton trade shouldn't have happened. It just and for the stars were aligned for all the Jeter gift wrapped Stanton and just shoved them the Yankees way. Mm-hmm. Stop it right now. That's a, a load of shit. <laughs> Giancarlo Stanton had two trades in place, mm-hmm. one with the Cardinals yep. and one with the Giants. Yep. He had a no-trade clause, a blanket no-trade clause. Basketball mm-hmm. fans, you might be you, you might this might ring a bell. Carmelo Anthony, the yep. same exact thing. Yep. Blanket no-trade clause. He dictated where he wanted to go. And he, he didn't want to go to St. Louis or to San Francisco. So Jeter had no other choice. But this, when Brian Cashman swooped in and said, here's X, Y, and Z, give us Stanton. And Stanton said, yeah, let's go. Let's, let's go to New York. Let's go to New York. And I'd say so that, decision... that, that trade shouldn't have happened. If mm-hmm. the previous regime in Miami didn't give him a, a blanket no trade clause. Or if he had accepted a trade to another Right. Place. He's not on the team. And this entire season plays out a different way. I still think we are in the hunt, but I don't know if we're a game out or a half game out right now. We're well, still in the standings. You're a half. You're a game out. Well, but right, record-wise, we're only. It is just incredible to me the the difference a year makes. You know, like the the Red Sox. It, we're in May, and we have single-digit losses. You know, whereas the Indians were in the World Series two years ago, they're seventeen and seventeen, and that's leading that division. That went from a very good division with a couple of teams on the rise uh, three years ago. As as they had, they had the the pennant, the AL pennant winner four out of five years. Detroit in twenty twelve. Kansas City in 14 and 15, Cleveland in 16. And just two years removed from that, it's probably the worst division in baseball. The baseball world right now is 
really interesting, confusing, and exciting all at the same time. It really doesn't make, and this is every year, mm-hmm. it's, oh, this doesn't make any sort of sense like yeah. whatsoever. How do we not see this team before? Or why isn't this team doing so well? It just, it, and everywhere you were surprised by it. Yeah. But the the Dodgers just falling from grace. Yeah. Within, and 15 and 19. Well out of first place. It's largely due to the injury bug and every team has a year from hell. Just, it happens. Mm-hmm. And the Dodgers are the team this year, which... I brought this up to John Thursday. Yeah. There's a possibility. Now, I know Clayton Kershaw just went on the DL, but there is a possibility that the Yankees could snag Clayton Kershaw from the Dodgers if everything plays out a certain way. Here's what, um, here's what I mapped out briefly talking to John on the phone for about a half an hour. Mm-hmm. If... The injuries will will have to keep up, and it will continue to have to be a year from hell. Yeah. And just they will have to just continually go on a gradual skid to just being one of the worst teams in baseball. Right. Magic Johnson and the group there wants to get under the luxury tax, mm-hmm. so there there's a possibility there. Clayton Kershaw has a option after the year to opt out of his contract and get money if if he is unhappy with the direction that the team is going. And that leaks out, then he instantly becomes the number one player on the market. Just yeah. Hands down. No question. And the Yankees have the first or second best farm system in all of baseball. You can package together a Clint Frazier, Chance Adams sort of deal for a year of Kershaw, get your guy for for a year go win a championship and even if they even if it happen turns out to be what happens with what with what Chapman did you won a championship out of it right so, i mean i can't see it happening but it's there is a before. possibility yeah there it would, is it a, would be it would have to be a major package though like they they would they would at, at minimum they'd be asking for Adams, Frazier, and Glaber Torres. Well, you're not getting th- that's the you're not getting Torres. That's then you're not getting Kershaw. <laughs> well, no. And well, if I was them, if I was managing that, I would play hardball. There's all there's Adams, us. Frazier, and Glaber Torres, or no deal. I mean, no. Like you just. Torres is our second baseman. There's no way. There's no other way around. We'll that. take Ellsbury off your hands. I'm glad you brought up the cancer that is Jacoby Ellsbury. <laughs> he would 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 you do that trade if I asked for those three but took Ellsbury's entire contract? No, because Torres is it, what Torres can be and seems like he is is worth hanging on to the. Debilitating and utterly just laughable contract that Jacoby Ellsbury has signed and is continuing to get paid to rehab on on the DL. Mm -hmm. He was moved last Thursday to the 60 day disabled list. Yeah. He will never play again for the New York Yankees. No, I I doubt it. Now, This this was his opportunity to make a name for himself and stay on this roster. He's done. He's the fifth man. The fifth outfielder 
in question right now because he can't stay on the field. And even when he even when he's on the field, he's not better than Clint Frazier, Aaron Hicks, Stanton, Judge, or Gardner. He's not. No, he's not. Now, I'm glad you brought Ellsbury up because you think, brought him up. Well, I'm glad you expanded on me bringing Ellsbury up because we just saw this past weekend with the other New York team. A former megastar on that franchise who completely fell from grace. Let's talk about Matt Harvey. And was designated for assignment. How long do you think until Ellsbury is designated for assignment by the Yankees? I think if he's actually healthy this year, it'll happen this year. But if not, then... In the offseason? Then uh, either in the offseason or after spring training. He, He will have to play like a man possessed next spring... If, in fact, he is injured until then mm-hmm. to make a roster spot. And what's next for him after that? Could he Would he be, go to be a DH somewhere, or would he just be out of baseball? I, I can see a team taking a flyer on him. Yeah. Just giving him a veteran minimum, coming to camp, see what you could do. If you, if you make the roster, great. If you can't. Maybe a young team that needs veteran players, he, like the Braves or something like that. He needs a... Reset button. Badly. He's, he's been in the AL East his, his entire career. He's had a overwhelming talent bubble that people have been pressing on him his entire career. And he just needs he needs to go to like Oakland or Atlanta or somewhere where there's not media hounding his locker after every single minuscule thing that he does. Mm-hmm. Now, Oakland would be a good place for him. I'm glad you brought that up. Now, Harvey... And the Mets. Let, let's. I want to cascade this into Harvey and the Mets. Mm-hmm. Harvey first. You, you, if you didn't see this coming, then you didn't watch the team. Yeah, and I mean, he was abysmal in the starting rotation. Could not get it figured out. I thought, I was on the record before the season, I thought the Mets were going to win 90 games. I thought Mickey Callaway was going to turn Matt Harvey's problems around. I was wrong on the second count, and I'm... It's getting more and more dangerous that I could be wrong on the first count as well. I took a year off from talking about them. Just I, last year, around this exactly around this time yeah. is when Syndergaard refused the MRI mm-hmm. and went on, and went on the sixty to ADL and ended his season. And they're not they are not headed there yet. Now, the Mets. This is, I said this on Friday to, uh, to John when he called me about it. This is a step in the right direction. This is... For Harvey or for the, for, Mets? for the Mets? Yes. This is a slap in the face to Matt Harvey. Yeah. Even though I... Well, based, he slapped them in the face so many times. He deserves it. Based on... Couldn't show up for meetings. Went out partying after the game. Wasn't ready for his starts. He, he gets a second chance to go to the bullpen. Completely, what did he give up? Eleven runs or something absurd like that out of the bullpen. I mean, this this guy, and you have to feel a little bit sorry for him because Why? no one in history had pitched that many innings off of Tommy John surgery. He did it to himself. I Scott he, Boris put the limits on him for a reason. I know There's, he did it to himself, but so, I've been injured before. I know how. So it have feels. I. 
I feel a little bit sorry for him, but he completely went off the deep end and just ruined any public goodwill he had left. And I don't, I don't know if he's ever going to play baseball again. He definitely will because there are teams that they need pitching and they need it. But whether he become, whether he's anything of his former self again, it'll re- never happen. Remains to be seen because he he's a guy who can't get out of his own way. He's the he's become the cautionary tale. He went. He's gone from the Dark Knight to the the cautionary tale of what happens when you worry about being a celebrity more than being an athlete if and everything would it's like not to pin odell on this but it's like it's similar to odell beckham it is similar to odell beckham. you can do whatever the fuck you want to do off the field but if you come up and show up and are ready to play and produce and want to be great then it's everything off the field is put up with yeah lawrence taylor Matt Harvey never wanted to be great. He wanted everything to come his way. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm Matt Harvey. When I walk into a room, 70 people come up to me and want to be my friend. Yeah, and we've seen New York sports heroes with that kind of personality before. You know, Derek Jeter was out on the town. But Joe he was Namath great. was out on the town. Lawrence Taylor was out on the town. But the difference Strawberry between those guys and the seventy Daryl Strawberry and the and the Mets. But the difference between those guys and Matt Harvey is that they showed up at the park ready to play the next day, and they wanted to be great. They were not going to let anything stop them from being great. Matt Harvey didn't care. It's as simple as that. Well, it's a classic case of. What you call, no one told him no. Yeah. No one in his life probably said, no, you can't do that. Yeah. It's, oh, here you go, Matt. Oh, you want to be the stud pitcher? Here you go, Matt. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to go to this college? Here you go, Matt. Yep. Oh, you don't want to do that? You don't have to do that. Yep. It's, we see it time and time again. And it just so happened that Wilpon was the scapegoat for telling, he, you're going to tell me no? Okay, you're gone thing with Harvey is he had the best chance ever, mm-hmm. ever in his life to be an actual superstar. And he got in his own way. He thought to himself, oh, if I do this, if I deliver the Mets their first World Series since 67 or whatever, yep. I'm a New York god. I'm instantly a hero and... I will never go anywhere in New York without somebody saying, here, have a drink. And he would have been. And he absolutely would have been. Like, this would this would not be the same thing. Now, he would be... He would have got $300 million from the Mets. But He I, would have been that guy this who... Would have, but when it all fell out right now, I mean, he, he wouldn't be... Look, like, people look at him with scorn now. He's Matt Harvey, that fuck-up who couldn't get it together. It wouldn't be like that. It would be Matt Harvey. I'm sorry he ended up having injury problems and we had to let him go. He would be, it'd be the same way that Net fans look at Johan Santana. Harvey went from New York folk hero. Oh, the Dark Knight. Yep. Oh, you don't want to, you don't want to face in Harvey when he pitches. Yep. Oh, it's free jersey day, or free T-shirt day when Harvey pitches. Mets fans, that was an event. They didn't go to any other games besides Harvey. There was a he stretch. Was the, uh, he was the ticket seller. There was a stretch in 2015-2016 where 
Matt, you went into like a, a Models or a Dicks or something around here, or Champs. You saw Harvey jerseys all along the wall, and then maybe a couple of Yankee ones. It was he was that big. He was the he was the guy, and he was living large and loving life, and nothing came out about him. Mm-hmm. Everything was surprisingly swept under the rug, or maybe it didn't happen yet. Yeah, but and then he started. You know, he, he stayed out a little longer. He had the whole public, please take me back thing with whatever the model's name was, with Julian Edelman also involved. <laughs> that absurdity. Julian Edelman is another perfect example of a guy who likes to go out on the town, but always shows up ready to play. Right. It's like the inverse of Harvey. No, so it was really funny that they were on the inverse ends of that story. It's... It's not surprising, and I, I'm not sorry for him because you can't be sorry for a guy like that. He, you, you can a little bit. You can't. Cons- well, if you, if you're sorry for him, then you're enabling his. But be- you're enabling his behavior. You're giving him a scapegoat. I'm empathetic to him. I'm not. No, no that's it's. I don't think so. It's, there's there's two different things. It's. I can be sorry for someone and not condone what they did. I'm not saying you in particular, but there's fans out there. Oh my God, I, we still support you. This, that, and the other thing. It's no, he screwed up. Right, but I don't think. I'm just saying. I don't think that those two things are mutually exclusive. I see what you're saying, though. That there's some people who sweep the fuck up part under the rug, and they're just like, "Oh, it's so sad." But you need to you need to be able to say both. You need to you need to look at it like, oh, it's so sad what happened to him, but he did it to himself. And there's two ways and this he plays out. It. There's two ways this plays out. Either he's a flame out and will bounce around the league seventeen different times trying to get his career back in order, or he just says F you to the Mets and becomes great somewhere else. And that would be the most Mets thing that could possibly happen, would it not? Yeah. Yeah. Same old Mets. I have a feeling that if he's going anywhere, he's going to Texas. Well, yeah, because of the connections there. But also because they have had no problem taking flyers on washed-up pitchers. Or trouble cases. Yeah. They have... um, Bartolo is not a trouble case, but he is pretty washed up. They Mm. had him in there for a while. They had um they took the trouble case Josh Hamilton right. back. They have Tim Lincecum in the system who is completely washed up and trying to come back. You're still holding on to I still am in- holding on to hope. <laughs> I, God damn it, I want big time Timmy Jim to be successful again. It's all I want. <laughs> it's not all I want, but it's one of the things that I want. Is he a Hall of Famer now? I will always say he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> I will always say he's a Hall of Famer. He pitched multiple no-hitters, won multiple World Series rings, and won multiple Cy Youngs, and made multiple All-Star teams. The only other person to do those things is Sandy Koufax. Tim is a Hall of Famer. <laughs> you know, the rest of his career might say otherwise, but if he if he just flamed out after... San Francisco the first time after he was a reliever and then just wasn't great anymore and didn't try to go to the Angels 
and didn't sign with the Rangers, then sure, he yeah. has a brief career that a lot of people look at and go, oh my God, this guy. And for a, a while, he was seriously dominant. I mean, he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated multiple times. He was on the cover of the show, I think. Um, or was that? No, that was Brian Wilson. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, if if he didn't fl- it's like uh, I'm still tackling the monstrosity that is the wonderful book of basketball written by <laughs> the great Bill Simmons, but it's like the Jordan case where what if Jordan never went to the Wizards? What if yeah. the last moment that we had of the greatest player of all time, up for debate, we'll talk about it later, <laughs> What if the greatest player of all time, the last moment, the memory we had of him was the game six shot, the steal and then the, and then the, the free throw line shot, Yeah. and him walking off as a champion? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a bookend to a career that a bunch of stars have, have had. Peyton Manning, most recently. Yeah. Uh, Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis. Uh, I, Michael Strahan. Strahan. There's and there's countless other players that we're forgetting or just scrolling over that have walked out after the championship and and are great players and Jordan should have done that. Yeah. But no, if if Lincecum, yeah, if Lincecum just ended after the Giants, he you would have a stronger case. You're going to have to fight for it, but you you have a really strong case if his career just it's, ended with the Giants. It's the tack on at the end of just wasn't working out in L.A., and now it's, I guess, not working out in Texas because he hasn't appeared yet. It's that memory that sticks in, in your mind. Yeah, no, I get it. It's, um, it's, it, it is like Jordan and the Wizards. It's, it's sad, you know? And, but here's an interesting thing. Is there, can you think of another, can, is there another player that leaves a team and the, the old team's fans still follow their career and love him as intently as Tim Lincecum and San Francisco. Like, he left, and they still love him. They do... They He comes back... Paul Pierce, maybe? Paul Pierce in Boston. Uh, I, the only other one I could think of was Albert Pujols in St. Louis. That's an, I'm trying to end the baseball conversation, and it just won't end. <laughs> Pujols. The baseball conversations never end, Joe. No, and it, it just goes to show that baseball, the um, this is the Adam Dunn, the Adam Dunn conversation. Oh, that was amazing. That you're if welcome. If you haven't seen uh, the video, thank you so much. <laughs> if you haven't seen John Bois. Um, Dorktown video about Adam Dunn's baseball career. What planet are you on? Do yourself a favor and watch that it's, fucking thing. It is amazing. Every you want to talk about everything somebody touches is gold. Yeah. Every weird baseball video that John Bob stumbles upon is every just, weird video in general. Did you see his one about what if Shaq missed everything? No, I have to watch there's there's two that I need to watch. It's that one and what if Barry Bonds didn't use a bat. That one his, is amazing. So you will be blown away. So there's there's some other things that I have to get to after this. But Albert Pujols is a member of a very rarefied club. He's one of only four people 
That's hit 3,000 hits and 600 home runs. Who are the other three, Joe? Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron. A-Rod. A-Rod. And Willie Mays. Willie Mays and Albert Pujols is the fourth one. The, 600 homers I, and 3,000 hits. When I saw that career. list, my first, my gut reaction was, why the hell did A-Rod have to use steroids? <laughs> It's crazy to me that not even Barry Bonds had 3,000 hits. Well, the dude, I mean, the guy... Barry Bonds, in a way, is a lot like Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah. But not at the same time. Because Wilt just... And this is completely off of records. I know, I, I'm too young to ever see this guy play. Right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going off of YouTube clips and... Firsthand, our parents are too young to right. really seen Wilt play. I'm going off of written of people who have been there and have written and spoke about it. Yeah, Wilt chased records. Yep. He oh the points record I got that rebounds record I got that assists okay free throw percentage all right and he he was obsessed with mm-hmm. re, with statistical records. 20,000 women slept with in one lifetime? I'll take that challenge. Apparently, he just ran through stewardess. Like, just... Every every flight just knocked a stewardess off his list. Like, that is that is the rumor. So... Uh, it was a different time in the 60s, Yeah, Joe. I guess so. Like, the drugs were better. No one used condoms. To, to, to quote... Um, the great Austin Powers film series. As long as people are still having unprotected sex with multiple partners in a drug, drug-filled drug environment, <laughs> I'm sound as a pound, baby. <laughs> but Barry Bonds was obsessed with breaking the home run record. Yeah. He didn't care. It was singularly minded. About hits. You yep. wanted home runs. I also think... Chicks and, dig the long ball. <laughs> I also think with Bonds, and you may think this too after watching the video, uh, tease, little tease. I also think Barry Bonds was walked so often that it took away, oh, like hundreds of hits that he could have potentially had. The thing with Pujols is I don't want his career to be remembered from recency bias for his Angels career. Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't think it will, though. player that... And this might, this might just be my cloudy view of Albert Pujols, but I just... When I think of Pujols, my first reaction isn't anymore the guy who is the machine for a decade. For St. Louis. For St. Louis, who single... Pretty much single-handedly won their title in 2006. Yeah. And then in... I believe that is still the worst team record-wise to win a World Series. And then just destroyed a ball ball in a World Series game. I believe it was game five in Texas. In the Texas? In Texas. When he hit three home runs in a game. One of those balls was... I mean, if they had StatCast back then... That would have been 200 miles an hour off the bat. He yeah, destroyed. It was, it was like super incredibly fast. It was easily like 400, maybe 500 feet. It was like, it, it, you talk about a moonshot. That was the one. 
And, you know, I, I'm the same way as you. I hear Albert Pujols and I think... Oh, injuries. Injuries. Feel, the, can't get on the field for the right. Angels. And it's Massive contract. Because people forget that he was the closest thing that we've seen to... I mean, I'm taking Barry Bonds out of the equation because I think he is a different beast. Albert Pujols is the closest thing we've seen to Hank Aaron since Hank Aaron. The dude was a monster. Yeah. An absolute monster. And he, he along with A-Rod and Bonds, were the three guys you're like, nope. And if he, if he destroyed one on you, you're like, well, that's to be expected. He's still the only player active with a, a real shot at breaking the home run record he's i mean like as i discussed in one of my older older videos cody bellinger could potentially do it if he keeps up his pace but we're talking like 20 years of variables there albert pujols if he somehow resurrects his career he could have it before the end of his angels contract he's an instant hall of famer now yeah, easily. He was not accused of performance-enhancing drugs. Never. I mean, he's just—he's a Hall of Famer. Yep. No, no, no question. Circling back to a thing that we were talking about, probably twenty minutes ago. I mean, we'll cut it down. So right. So not knows? twenty minutes ago. Twenty minutes ago in our time, live time. But LeBron. Yeah. My dad said after, or he brought it up after game six. Right. Or not game six, game three in Cleveland. That he believes that LeBron is the best player to have ever played. And he saw Jordan. I agree. I mean, I, until very recently, I was still on the Jordan wagon. I still, I still said gun to my head. If I had to pick one. I would pick Jordan. That is not the case anymore. This playoffs has changed that for me. This guy is winning with Jordan Clarkson, George Hill, Kyle Korver, uh, uh, what remains of Kevin Love. <laughs> but, like, Larry Nance Jr., like, what? Like, give the man his props. This guy has... They're going to go to the conference finals, and they're probably going to win the conference finals now and get into the finals. I still don't think, like you do, that they will ultimately win it all. I I think they're going to get throttled by whoever comes out of the West. But it's LeBron. You can't. But that's the that's exactly reached, the thing. You couldn't old. say this about Jordan. I well, you could have. I don't. Think, there was a point in time where. He just he was he was single handedly better than anybody in the league. But I don't think Jordan could win with this roster. LeBron is what? the best player that ever lived, and if, if in some if he is able to get to the finals this year with this roster, there should not be a debate anymore. The reason why I'm picking them to win the finals. So if I'm right, I have that. Well. He he won with this roster. Uh-huh. Jordan never won with a roster like this. Yep. That's the one thing that has been holding has been held over his head since he won his first his first ring because he had to team up to get it. Yep. And on top of that, but this on top of that, he's going to be going to 
eight straight finals, probably. I mean... Nobody's ever done that. He's... Well, I, I mean, Bill Russell has, but nobody's ever done that in the modern era. He's insane. And watching him, especially in the playoffs, is just mesmerizing. If... It's debatable, but... He's on my short list of greatest athletes who ever lived, period, any sport. He's got to be, right? And he's doing this it. This is like... He's 32 years old. He's been in the league 15 years. There's going to be more. And this is obviously... The and he has no... You want to talk about Brady having no signs of slowing down? LeBron is... Maybe six years removed from showing signs of of aging, possibly. I mean, I don't know. I see it every once in a while. Every once in a while, I'll I'll see a moment from him where it look he looks like he's getting to be an old man. But it's so few and far between that I don't think it's going to show its head for another three he years. He spends seven figures. million dollars annually on training on keeping his body healthy yeah now this is not a new story this has been out for a while but that's incredible yeah that's something no one else is doing that do you how funny is it by the way that it's probably going to be boston and cleveland in the the conference finals and we are a few, we are like six months removed from that, well not six months, we are like nine months removed from that big blockbuster Kyrie-Isaiah Thomas trade. And the only player that's going to be playing in this series from that trade is Ante Zizic. So these two teams are going to meet with a berth in the NBA Finals on the line. And the big blockbuster trade is no they, and void. Is, it does not matter at all. Now, the thing that is a possibility is if Boston beats Cleveland, yeah, Kyrie possibly could play. And Hayward as well. Possibly. There is a chance that both of them could be cleared to play for the finals. If that happens, they won't get throttled as bad as... They'll win. They'll win. If Boston gets there and both Kyrie and Hayward are playing... With Rozier and Jalen Brown and Tatum, they might. That's Game win. Seven. That's no, Game Seven. No, it's not. Maybe with maybe with Houston, that, it is not with Golden State. With, especially with Golden State, because you have two titans of of head coaches, Kerr and the President. Yeah, but Golden State's been there before. Cleveland hasn't. Kyrie has, but I mean Boston. Boston hasn't. Brad Stevens. It doesn't matter. Brad Stevens. It does matter. Brad Stevens. It does matter. It's Brad Stevens. It's the president. It's I, and I hate using that term because it's a Boston-owned term. Ugh! I want to wash my mouth out. President with, Stevens. With, with soap, but it's Brad Stevens. He's. I think he's better than Pop. Brad Stevens. Yeah. You're crazy. As much as I love Pop. Right now, I think Stevens is better than Pop. Has Stevens won an NBA Finals? No. Pop has. 
Has Stevens had his system? We're gonna have this. He's had he's had his system validated. Terry Rozier is lighting up the league. It doesn't matter who you put at point guard there. Isaiah Thomas, Kyrie, Rozier, my left foot. They will <laughs> score twenty a game. He has a system in place, and it doesn't matter. It's great. It's something that we haven't seen since Popovich. Okay, he has to prove that now by next year releasing <laughs> Terry Rozier and putting Luke Babbitt at point guard. It That'll doesn't... be the proof. If Luke Babbitt can score 20 points a night from the point guard position in Brad Stevens' system, it then doesn't you are, matter your point is who officially you validated. put at point guard. It really doesn't. I don't know, Luke Babbitt, he's pretty bad. You could put Ron Baker the shot maker. Ron Baker the shot maker would light it up. Ron Baker is a shot maker. (laughs) You could put, I mean... I actually would like to see him go to the Celtics. I think he's a perfect fit to be playing there for that system. Oh, speaking of which... Fisdale? How do you like Fisdale? I, I would have preferred Mark Jackson, but Fisdale is fine with me. The only thing that I'm worried about, because Fizdale has proven that he can be successful. He got the Grizzlies to the playoffs several times. The things I'm concerned about are twofold. Number one is he's not known for having great relationships with seven-foot Europeans who play the stretch four. And uh, number two is... Everybody keeps saying, I keep hearing this from everybody, David Fisdale's a player developer. David Fisdale's great with young players. But nobody can name any players that he's been great with. Connolly. I guess. He got he got Connolly paid. Getting him paid isn't the same as turning him into a good player. He got him from a decent from where he was when before Fisdale was there to where he was before this season, mm-hmm. was a tick below an all-star. Yeah. He was – he and that's to his credit. And getting him – But the rest the of – ginormous contract that they got him, I think it was $150 million. Right. Where on the first NBA roast, yeah, or it was a.k.a. Rid- it was, NBA rants that was, we went on in 2015. It was completely ridiculous. 2016, but, but we lost our minds, and yeah, it was but, ridiculous. But he, Fizdale, did that. Okay, so I can expect a hundred and fifty million dollar contract to Ron Baker, the shot maker, in my future. Please, I how mean, great would that be? It would be terrible for you. It'd be awful for Ron you. Ron Baker, the shot maker. But everybody else on those Grizzlies teams was a veteran. Zach Randolph, Zebo, you know, Tony Allen, Gasol. No, but, I mean, you have Dwayne Wade and LeBron singing his praise because he was an assistant on those teams. Yeah, I, I know he's a good coach. I'm happy If you have the, the best, we just got over, we just went over how incredibly insane LeBron is. If you have him praising a guy, he's good. Yeah, no, I'm, like if you I have said. The, if you have the LeBron seal of approval, the guy is good. Like I said, it's, he, he was Look at David Blatt. Oh, I would have hated David Blatt. I mean, Look at David. David Blatt was shunned by LeBron. But that's what I'm saying. I'm happy about the hire. You know, I don't take this the wrong way and think that I'm not happy. I'm happy with the hire. I, <laughs> You're he, cautious. He, I'm cautiously happy. He wasn't my first choice. Mark Jackson was. He wasn't my second choice. Budenholzer was. You didn't but, like Becky Hammond? 
I didn't even know she was in the running. She should have been. I'm very interested. If she gets the Milwaukee job, I'm very interested to see how she does in, in the middle of Wisconsin. Becky and Giannis take Wisconsin. <laughs> sounds like a comedy movie. She, I think she needs to be in L.A. or, or New York. But Why? They'll eat her alive in Wisconsin? No, I just think she won't get the the necessary. If she does a great job, I don't think she'll get the ne- the she'll get press for sure. Right. But she won't get the the praise that she deserves if she does a great job in Milwaukee. I don't buy that at all. I got to be honest. If she's gonna have the press hounding her regardless. I, I mean, every other. I'm fun, wishing her. You, st- saw, you saw what like like listen like. I'm sure Becky Hammond's going to be a fine coach. I, I, I'm sure she's going to be I hope great. she's a Hall of Fame coach. I really, but, that would be so awesome. She might be. But you've seen like you've seen how stuff like this happens when the first woman to do X, Y, and Z. What I'm worried about is that she won't get recognition for her basketball mind. This is going to be, oh, look at the woman who's in this position that's typically held by men rather than look at what this great basketball well, no, if coach she is wins, doing. If she wins an NBA title... You can't say that. But she had to do it. But you she, can. People will. Yeah, but you have to be. So your basketball IQ has to be on another level if you win a bas- if you win a, uh, an NBA title. You I know. Just has to be. I know. I know <laughs> that, and you know that that's going to be the story. It's going to be look at the woman who won an NBA title, and not oh how did she win it? She did X, Y, and Z. She took away this strength from the other team. There's There will be no analysis about it. There will be from basketball people, but there won't be from the world at large. It's going to be, oh, look at the one we'll who see. won the title. We'll see. And that's a shame because she has a great basketball mind, and I would want, to, I would want her to get recognition for that. Getting back to my... Closing that off, go Becky Hammond. We're wishing you success. Yes. Please, please win an NBA title. It'd be awesome. With Giannis, I mean, with anybody, maybe with, that'll bring with Devin Booker. Who cares? J- Booker. Just win a title, please. Devin Booker and Giannis together would be amazing. It'd be really Just interesting saying. to 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 watch. But getting back to my my point about the Raptors. I think they got to blow it up, and I think I think the the person that gets the boot first is Kyle Lowry, and I hate I hate that I I, I really hate that. I have to agree. I mean, because I like I like Kyle Lowry. I'm a fan of of his. I don't want his career to be oh he's a, a team killer. Mm-hmm. I don't want because that was his rap for a long time, until fairly recently, and I, I don't want that storyline to, to rear its ugly head again and it, it very well might but I think if you're Toronto you gotta blow it up I think Dwayne Casey's a fine coach but I think you have to go in a different direction I think you gotta get guys like Abaka and Lowry and um, DeRozan I, I think DeRozan can stay but I think you gotta, you gotta get guys like Abaka and Valanchunas and Lowry out of there no, I, I agree because like they have all the right pieces, but something about this is not working and it's not going to get any easier because Boston is going to be really good next year. Philly's going to be Philly's great. going to be really good next year. And the East as a whole is picking up steam. So it's not like 
LeBron could still potentially stay in the East. Right, also. he could still he could still he stay could in Cleveland. He could stay in Cleveland. He could stay in Cleveland. Yeah, he could go to Philly. He could go to Milwaukee, which has been talked about. So it's why the fuck would he want to go to Milwaukee to play with Giannis? It's Milwaukee. It's Giannis. It's, he ain't doing nothing in Milwaukee. He's staying in LA for majority of the, of the time. He's in Milwaukee. Look, you know as well as as anyone that I am. <clears throat> Fully on the LeBronzo theory that that's going to happen, but regardless, Giannis to New York, any other teams, I don't care. Just get him out of get get him the hell out of Milwaukee. He's he a, deserves better. He's a seven foot European. I'm surprised you know he'll, Phil wasn't interested. He will never he'll never leave because he loves the city of Milwaukee. But get him the hell out of Milwaukee. But no, like my, get him a different team. He deserves so like much some, better. Something about this. Something about what the Raptors are doing is not working, and it has to be changed. The formula has to be edited, and they have to try something else. Blow it up. Blow it up in Washington. Blow it up in Toronto, because it's not working. My theory of, or my hopes and dreams of John Wall, of DeMarcus Cousins teaming up with John Wall in Washington won't happen. But John Wall to New Orleans could happen. Interesting. I'm... Ma, I'm. I want that back. I want Kentucky John Wall and Boogie Cousins on the same team. I want it to happen. And Anthony Davis. Boogie too. Cousins talk about the the Kentucky connection. Boogie Cousins can can save John Wall's career. I wholeheartedly believe that. Make it happen. <laughs> I'm with you. I mean, that would be that'd be a lot of fun. All right, as we wind down on the centennial episode of the Grind Hours podcast, anything to plug before we get out of here? Uh, yes, I have a Twitter account where I like to get into fights with people. You can follow me <laughs> at Nick Parodies. You can follow me on Instagram as well, even though I don't post. I've posted once in this entire calendar year. <laughs> um, and it wasn't even a picture of me. So, And... Uh, if you want to follow my YouTube page where I will be having some movie reviews coming up soon, you can do that. I'm going to be seeing and reviewing Deadpool 2, and I'm going to be seeing and reviewing Solo. So be sure to check that out. Donald Glover for an Oscar. I, I Look, I think he's going to be good. You know, I hope. The movie looks good. I think he's going to be, be fine. I hope. I, I don't have anything to plug. Uh, it's the usual, at NotTheFakeJLeo on Twitter. Uh, the Basement View, medium.com backslash TheBasementView over there. And if you, haven't, if you haven't subscribed yet or followed yet or shared this podcast yet, what are you doing? It's episode, what are you doing? It's episode 100. We, we've hit 100. What, what are you doing? So if you haven't done that yet, please do that. If you're on iTunes, please give us a review. It helps the show more than you think. And, like the sweet words of Semisonic, it's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you cannot stay here. Peace.